Hello, listeners. My name is Aaron Popat, and welcome to another episode of the LSE Focal Point podcast. I am delighted to be able to introduce Mr. Vernon Hill, CEO of Republic Bank of Philadelphia and one of the most influential business minds of our generation. Mr. Hill has an incredible story. He is the founder and former chairman of Metro Bank and previously founder and chairman of the Commerce Bank Corp of Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and the chairman of Pet Bank Incorporated. Mr. Hill graduated from the University of Pennsylvania, specifically from the Wharton Business School. Mr. Hill, how are you today? Good morning. Um, to get us started, uh, can you please explain your background? Obviously, I've given a little bit of insight, um, but a more personal touch would be great for our listeners. So let me talk about a little bit of my background. It might be helpful to people listening to your podcast. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to groups like you, I talk about freedom at its core and each of the people that are listening to your podcast. And to me, business is freedom at, at, the, ex at the extreme. And freedom means to choose, to choose your life, your religion, your politics, your career, your friends and family. And freedom is, is what the business community is about. I've also learned that everybody has a special talent. You're great at something. Great chefs taste the food different than we do. Great musicians hear the music different than we do. And the people that learn to understand their unique talent, match it up with their career in life, end up being stars. Fortunately, I found my talent to be an entrepreneur. And I applied it in reinventing the banking business in America and Britain to turn the relatively mundane business uh, of banking into a fun, exciting retail uh, business focused on creating fans. And my wife joined me in this journey. She's been very important to building our brand. And um, that has been our unique talent, using free enterprise to create value and change the world. And you mentioned Metro Bank. Metro Bank is the ultimate expression of free enterprise, creating the first new retail bank in Britain since 1840. It's an entrepreneur creating a vision from scratch, supported totally by free capital, not by support from the government, challenging the incumbents, which we describe as creative destruction at its best and by creating value for customers, investors, and in the case of Metro Bank Britain. Thank you very much. I think like your point about knowing your talents and understanding where you can apply them and then also that level of growth you're able to achieve with Metro Bank and that overall philosophy of business is super insightful for our listeners. Um, moving on to a little bit more about your personal experiences. Um, could you do us a favor and explain what it was like being at UPenn? Uh, I know many of our listeners are LSE students thinking potentially about their postgrad or MBA at Wharton. So it'd be great to understand what you learned while you were there and why you chose the school. Yes, I'm, I'm happy to. And I have, since I spent so much time in Britain looking at LSE and Oxford and Cambridge, I've looked at these university programs uh, from both sides of the Atlantic. Uh, we think the Wharton School at Penn is the best business school in America, if not the world. And the joke is, if you want to run a big business in America, you go to Harvard Business. If you want to own it, you go to Wharton. Wharton is a much more entrepreneurial environment. And for those of you that have not go to, gone to university in America, it's a much freer environment. 
less class, more involvement in business. And I think that businessmen who want to compete in the world would do themselves well to spend some time in America in business at Wharton and at LSE, Cambridge, or Oxford, because the two universities look at it in different ways. The American view is creating success creates value for both you and the economy. We don't have that view quite as strong as Britain. That's really interesting. I think it's difficult from prospectuses and um, just reading you can get online to understand what it's like to be somewhere. And speaking to one of probably UPenn's most famous alumni is really- No, no, not quite. No, I think so. (laughs) Well, it's very, very humble of you, Mr. Hill, but- um, I think no, Donald Trump is there. Donald Trump is there most. <laughs> um, moving on, uh, before we get uh, on to like, your sort of current work and potentially stuff about Metro Bank that I'm going to ask a bit later, um, it would be great to find out a bit more about your business philosophy that you mentioned sort of briefly earlier. I've read that it was from working at a South Jersey bank owned by a local car retailer whilst you were at uh, Wharton that you learned this. I don't know if that's true, and it would be great to get a bit more of an insight as to where you built your business philosophy. Yeah, what the, our core business I development uh, was great businesses build fans. Fans join your brand, they remain loyal, and they bring their friends. My first business while I was going to college was developing new retail store sites. McDonald's was my first client, and I watched them build a business from zero to changing the restaurant by creating this idea of fans. Uh, And we applied that to the banking business, which it really had never seen that customer focus. Eliminate every dumb role, make it fun for customers, bring your dog. I mean, all this retail fan stuff. So you can look at our success in America and somewhat in Britain is, is bringing this idea of branding, experience, and fun. And certainly in the UK banks, None of those words exist. Okay, that's, that's an interesting perspective. Um, you know, for us as non, mostly non-business owners, that element of customer service can be sort of put to the back, back burners before you think about your product initially. So it's good to see that. So let me answer a question a slight different way. If go somebody's going to, go, going to start a new business, here's, here's what my book says. Create or find a model, create a business model differentiated that adds value. And when you execute that model, you create these fans. You can't have a tremendously successful business unless your customers become your fans because they're working for you. That promoter score is a, is a concept you've probably learned there at LSE. It's the most reliable value of your brand. What percentage of your customers will recommend you to a friend? And we all model it. We all count it pretty much the same way. Metro Bank had the highest net promoter score of certainly of any banks in Britain. The British banks have negative net promoter score. When you have a business that has a negative net promoter score, your customers are telling you and they're telling their friends, leave this company and shut it down. And so those who want to create a business, I suggest net promoter score is a good way to measure uh, how they're building their brand. So let's talk about that um, in a bit more detail, um, specifically more about your founding of Metrobank. What gave you the idea and how did you make it a reality? I sold my bank. I started my first bank, Commerce. I was 26 at the time. They gave me a bank. 
they gave me a new bank license. And uh, I had worked part-time in banks, but it was a small bank, a total staff of nine people. We raised 1.5 million in capital. At the time, there were 24,000 separately owned banks in America, not branches, separately branded, separately owned, 24,000. America has always been a country of small banks. So how were we with no brand name, no location, very little capital? Over time, we created this retail model of building fans. And uh, we went from the smallest bank in America to the 18th largest bank in America by creating this differentiated model. We sold out in 07 for 8,500,000,000. If you invested with us when we started, over all that time, your investment went up 470 times, which was 23% average annual for 34 years. So we sold, I had nothing to do for a week. A friend of mine said, you've got to come to Britain where these banks are horrendously bad. And they are horrendously bad for that. I mean, <laughs> they think they're doing you a favor by letting you deal with them. That's their basic philosophy. And we said, we're going to bring our American model. We're going to bring some of our Americans over and we're going to install our American model in Britain. And the Britons, both business and consumer, we're widely excited. Over 2 million people bank with Metro now. And what Metro became was a choice. You never had a choice of banks in Britain. The top five are all pretty much the same. So we said, what the hell? Let's go, let's go, let's go try it. We raised $100 million, I think, to start it. And another lesson was almost all the $100, billion, 100 million was American money, very little UK money. The UK capital markets does not have the appetite for these type of things um okay i think you know we've done a real deep dive <clears throat> into your uh entrepreneurial philosophy and how you've shown that to be successful and why metro bank is such an incredible case study for this um for those of our listeners who haven't looked into the, the founding and in-depth work into metro bank or mr hill especially um strongly recommend his book and would strongly recommend reading about that story. Um, <clears throat> now, looking more into you and your day-to-day -day life, um, I've seen your more charitable side, Mr. Hill, uh, reading about Republic Bank's investment into their community and your generous donations to UPenn. It would be great to know um, why you prioritise certain projects and where you see impact necessary in, in a moving market. Yeah, I think when people contribute money. You know, the American culture contributing to various causes is much more aggressive than the UK culture. Uh, we picked the veterinary profession, even though I didn't have a dog to offer that. Uh, Penn, University of Penn has the world's best vet school, and I got involved for it to help them create the brand. They had this great school and hospital. We wanted to make them the warden of veterinary schools worldwide. So it was fun. So I find when you're contributing money, either give some size of money or nothing, and your time is often more important than the money. So we like to match our contributions with areas that we can add value. And you know, everybody has their funny little, little things. Uh, it's funny, they claim we're the largest contributors to veterinary causes in the world. And I never had a dog and I never let my kids get it. Um, that's really interesting. 
um that you decide to choose that area because you saw it as a as an area of impact <laughs> it kind of i wanted to help them I, I could help them with their branding since my skill was mainly branding it was a chance yeah. to help me with my branding so i say to your listeners um if they want to contribute find a cause they can contribute to not only their money but their time again it goes back to your unique talent and your unique skill yeah, exactly what I was going to say. It kind of loops back to your your personal philosophies and your business philosophies. And it's interesting to see that functioning throughout your life uh, in, a, in a world outside of standardized business, which I which I like. And I think our listeners are going to really appreciate, especially university students. You know, they kind of lack direction or that understanding of, of where they sit in the world. So that introspection and that that push to try and find it will seriously help our listeners. So appreciate that perspective a lot. Do you think that the world of automation and the slight lack of human contact, you know, we've just seen the metaverse be introduced by, by Facebook as an idea and things like that. Um, <clears throat> do you think that in the future we'll be sort of missing a trick with the way that business is operated as a result of this automation? Well, I, only, I can only talk about the banking business and the retail side. People want, the customers want the best of every experience. On the banking side, they want to bank with you online. They want to bank with you digital. They want to be able to go into a branch. They want to have the name of a person to call. The Apple store is the greatest example of that. They've all united together. For instance, in banking, digital and online only banks have never succeeded in America or Britain because it's only part of the equation. And remember, in banking, the business banking is more than half your size, and they need a banker more than a consumer. So back onto the personal side, um, what do you feel are your own personal hobbies that keep you focused on your role? <laughs> well, my first hobby, hobby is starting business, succeeding, and making That's where an entrepreneur... <laughs> That's a good hobby. Uh, I, like to play, I like to play golf, and of course... Because of that, I had to build my own golf course from scratch. So it goes right back to the entrepreneurial. And uh, those are primarily the two things. It goes back to everybody has their special talent. Um, I think this is going to kind of lead on to my next question, but potentially you can bolt on to the, the idea of everyone having their own special talent. Um, do you have any recommendations for our listeners uh, in terms of building their own personal leadership skills? They've got to go out and try. They've got to go out and try different things. The uh, business schools in America, they go out and work in the afternoons and they go to school for six months, then they do work. They've got to get out in the real world, not get stuck in the classroom and try what they think they like and find out whether they're good or not. If you are not very good at sales and you go to work for a business whose, whose primary objective is sales, you're not going to succeed and you're not going to be happy. So you got to go try. I was lucky because I, I worked banking part-time when I was a kid. I really liked the way banks work. Banks are magic things. Really, only two entities in the world can create money, governments and banks. Uh, so it, I had this unusual ability to look at it from a different point of view, but I like the idea of banking. But everybody has a different skill. Go find it and try it. People ask me, how do I start a business? I think if you could do something on some scale, I would find a model that works someplace else and bring it to Britain, let's say. We brought our banking model from America to Britain. And as I told you before, we brought pet plan pet insurance from Britain to America where we never had pet insurance. So we didn't have to reinvent either one of those models. We already had them. 
And speaking through all those, you know, vastly <clears throat> various operations you've had, what's been your favorite things about working on that that growth of retail banks uh, now at Republic Bank and previously Metro Bank and even before that commerce and you know what has been your favorite things about working in these places creating a new model and watching it grow i love to build growth businesses and watch them grow it helps the consumers it helps the customers it helps your staff watching a business grow is the most fun like when we brought pet plan to america Pet insurance hardly didn't exist in America. And it was fun explaining to Americans how it worked and uh, why they should have it. It's business, everybody's different. But for me, I love to create growth. And um, do you have, finally wrapping up, um, do you have any advice for our listeners on entering these types of high growth markets uh, at a graduate level? Well, any, every question you, you ask me, I give you the same answer. They got to go through some process to find out what their ta- special talent is. Go try it in a couple of areas and see how it works. And they'll find themselves, oh, I like this path, but no, that's really not. All right, I like this path. And I would say this, another thing, there are two other different things between Britain and America. In America, we reward and like success and wealth. We like people to succeed. We like people to get wealthy much more than we see in Britain. The other side of the coin is if you fail in Britain in business, you know, you think you're dead for life. That does not exist in America. We're not upset when somebody tries and fails. In fact, in the tech area, the investors won't invest with most of these guys until they failed at least once. This thing in Britain, and my God, you failed, the world's coming to an end. Oh, you're making too much money. There is another funny British culture. I build a business for five years. Somebody offered offered me four million. I sell it. I go buy a house in France. There is almost no culture of that in America. It's it's be all you can be and take it out for you. That's a good perspective. I think <clears throat> you know. Although you mentioned you're giving similar answers, I think that's because the philosophy that you promote kind of I didn't even realize it until I started this interview. Um, kind of sits through uh, a personal into a professional lifestyle. And, and it's because seemingly you just absolutely love what you do and what you've built and the person you've kind of become over these past however many years. Um, <clears throat> some great, great insights for our listeners there. And I think I speak on behalf of all of our listeners when I say this interview has been incredible. Thank you so much, Mr. Hill, for your time. What, what, thank you, I enjoyed it. Let me have one last message. You have time for yeah. I was going to ask for any final comments. To all our people in Britain, go find your talent, go all you can be, get rich and improve Britain. (laughs) My final line is two lines. Hope is not a plan. When people say, I hope I get it done, that usually means they're not going to get it done. And second of all, there's... The world has never been more open. There's never been more money chasing investments. So go be all you can be. Some seriously powerful closing advice. Um, Thanks to our audience for listening. Uh, We look forward to giving you more content over the coming weeks.